This is the Night Owls Disc Golf Podcast, a Disc Golf Answer Man podcast. Part of that network, anyways. Mm-hmm. that one up. I did pretty well. I was surprised <laughs> you got through the first one with Bobby. That was it, awesome. It was. It was. So um, this is our 15-minute short yep. for Mondays. And what we're going to talk about today is, what are we talking about? Player legacy. Player legacy. And how important is it? Yeah. So the reason I brought it up, and you have a different take on it, and I, I'm glad we have two different takes on it. I brought it up because you look at the foundations that are popping up through large players. So, mm-hmm. and I'm sure there's some we don't know about, but Paul, Paul McBeth Foundation, right? Garrett Gerthy, which I think is the Garrett Gerthy Foundation, yeah. and then the Ricky, which has not been set up yet, but, but he's working, but he's on, working on getting it, yeah, taken care of. And as far as I know, it's kind. It sounds like you play a little bit where he's trying to get it into schools. Is that what it mm, is? Yeah, I don't know. I, or donating baskets and discs and mm. yeah, I, that's kind of what it sounds like. But I'm yeah, not totally it, positive. It sounds like it parallels every other, you know, foundation. Yeah. Um, excuse me, and I think both. <laughs> wow, that was a good one. Um, don't drink Pepsi while doing podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, th- I think, so here's my take on it. The reason why I bring that in in legacy is because I think that's what these players are doing. Mm-hmm. How can they leave their mark on the sport? Right. And I think, once again, I think, <laughs> I think that's why Paul's doing it. He wants to leave a lasting impression. And I don't know if it's specifically geared toward legacy, but is that all part of his legacy? And is that what sets him aside from the GOAT mm-hmm. conversation from Climo? Is pushing him into that next level because he's doing good for disc golf. Sure. And when you brought up my differing diff point was I was thinking more of the player side yeah, of the player legacy. legacy. Yep. Right. Yep. And so what Paul has over Climo is that Climo's legacy is strictly player based. Mm-hmm. Paul's will be the foundation and being player based. Mm-hmm. Like he has both sides where we will we will always know them, their names because of the play, but Paul's might last longer depending on how long the foundation keeps going and is funded and can mm-hmm. provide what, what it provides. Now, we will always know Climo's name. If Paul surpasses that, we'll still know Climo, but we'll know Paul as being the GOAT because that's the debate. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, player player legacy-wise, I th- you know, it's, it differs. You yeah. Know, it's two separate things right now. Yeah, and I – yeah, I see – the playing legacy and a player's legacy as two separate things, yeah. but I think they're both legacies. Sure, and I think they're both they can both stand on their own. Mm-hmm. Um, I so Ricky, do you see that as being authentic? I don't know Ricky, so I can't tell you. But do you see that as being authentic or just the next thing that he needs to do to keep pace? No, I I, I think Ricky loves his fan base. I think Ricky understands what the future of the sport is, and that's the age now, you know, young and impressionable children, you know, getting them early to start. I think people will say that Ricky's doing it in response to Paul, that Mm -hmm. Paul already had the foundation set up, and he's like, well, you're just piggybacking off of 
what Paul does, mm-hmm. you know, as far as legacy goes. Yeah, the but, keeping pace. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, it genuinely, I'm, I have a thing, you know, it comes from a good a good place. Right, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't think you can create a foundation and donate a bunch of money without it being from a good place. Yeah. But do you, I, ha- I think it's going to be, you're going to have a hard time arguing and saying that it was not paved by Paul. Yeah, I, I yeah, I understand that. Yeah. Right. And I don't like I think though I'm not downplaying what he's doing. I think it's awesome. I think more foundations and more charities, more giving, more tithing, all those things mm-hmm. fold properly into what we should be doing as humans. Yeah. In my opinion. Um now that's from a faith-based background, of course, I believe that we should be giving money mm-hmm. to help or just giving in any way, shape right. or form mm-hmm. that we can in any respects that we can. And I think these players doing that is awesome. It doesn't have to be faith-based. Mm-hmm. It can be anything. Um, but I think it's just a good human thing to do. And just because you don't have a foundation doesn't mean you're not a good human. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that that is a good thing to do. Let's talk about Garrett Gerthy right. and his foundation. Mm-hmm. What does his foundation do? I guess I'm kind of, I know it has to do with children. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I'm lost on primarily what it does, though. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure either. And does it use disc golf? Like, I would really like to know more about yeah. it. You know, I think you and I have had this conversation, and I've mentioned this before, that, you know, my giving never comes with expectation. So people don't know what we do as an organization in my other business. Mm-hmm. And then now when we're giving, this is the very first time I've actually outwardly and openly given. I wonder if Garrett Gerthy or even Ricky in that regard have that same feeling where it's just kind of like, I want to do this, but I don't want the attention for doing this. Sure. I th- so the, the Garrett Gerthy foundation or children's foundation i don't think it's tied into disc golf i think it's purely just, just giving a foundation just a foundation okay right of of giving to of, needy children yeah okay or sick children yeah okay. i think that's what it what it is um if it, it would have been interesting if ricky had kind of gone the same way mm-hmm. not necessarily doing his foundation with disc golf and chosen another avenue to allocate his money you know for the foundation right. yeah because i think yeah people you have the similarities between his foundation and paul's um i i often think you know the Gear, the garrett girthy foundation people know him mm-hmm. he doesn't have the status of a ricky no. or a paul and he's doing he's the money he's giving from what i understand not necessarily through his winnings but funded through the jerky. Right. So that's a different way of getting the money. Right. You know, so, and I, I mean, I don't know what the situation is with Ricky donating with his foundation mm-hmm. money, you know, where it's going to, what that's buying to give to people that way either. So right. hard to say. Does it make his giving any less relevant or pertinent if he does it in the same way that Paul Macbeth does it? Ricky? Yeah. So if Ricky comes out and says, hey, guess what? All of my winnings this year are going to go to the Ricky Wysocki Foundation. I mean, it's his money. Right, <laughs> you know? right. So he, has, he can choose to whatever. But people are just going to say, well, you're doing the same thing as Paul. Right. So it's, 
double-edged. You're doing a good service, but you're getting the reputation that, well, you're just following in Paul's footsteps. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's, it's hard once someone establishes something that you can't, it's hard to look past what that person has done. Right. And then all of a sudden they're like, well, you're just doing this because of that other person. Right. There's something about having your foot in the door. First. First, yeah. Exactly. That early bird gets the worm. Yep. You know, I think the way to look at it, to bring it more of a positive, you know, I'm being pretty critical of them. And since this is short, I don't want to push it on too long because I want to get to the other side of the legacy. Um, But I see it as being fantastic. doesn't matter how many people follow suit. Mm -hmm. Um, Sure, Paul might have been the first one to openly do it. But what about some of the older legacy players? You know, like Jay and Des Redding, the stuff they do with Edge Mm. It's amazing. Yeah. You know, and then you have Zoe Andyke and you you play, correct? Yeah, with Dustin. With or, Dustin and Zoe. Yeah. And then, you know, you look at some of the higher profile players. You know, they were players and then did some of these things, but they're devoting their lives to giving. And yeah. that's the same thing with um with what Paul Macbeth is doing with the folks he's using. Mm-hmm. You know, they're devoting their life to it. So in my humble opinion, I look at it as a rising tide floats all boats. Yes. You know? Yeah. And if you have a hole in it, obviously, but not in this situation, I think, I think it's a great thing because it's just more money, more giving, mm-hmm. more exposure, you know, and then you got the unintended or maybe the, the happy little side effects of helping you sell more, helping you do things mm-hmm. like that and bringing a better name to your legacy. Right. In the end. Yeah. I think, um, to bring up giving as well as you know for people that don't you know aren't professionals or whatever there's there's eagle's wings you can always donate to them Mm -hmm. you know donate your used discs and those are going to good places you know right giving people that don't maybe not know what disc golf is Mm -hmm. give them discs you know i've seen videos of kids in africa whipping discs that have been donated by them and just introducing the sport in another way is great yeah yeah And, and that's a fantastic like those three are the kind of the main three predominant ones. And of course there's, there's a Paul Macbeth foundation mm-hmm. as well. Um, but you know, you got Eagles wings, you play an edge mm-hmm. and edge and you play. So edge is specifically catering towards giving courses or how curriculum mm-hmm. to schools. Mm-hmm. Um, you play does the curriculum, but they also go in and work with and yes. do they'll bring in they'll do clinics and bring in pros and bring and, in, mm-hmm. yeah get that going and then you got eagles wings who will go around and use disc golf as a portion of their ministry mm-hmm. as they're walking around so that's a christian organization yep. um and i think all three of them suit so if you want to give pick one yeah. it's so easy and each all of them will either take discs or money yeah or help or just mm-hmm. body power um, or manpower, body power, yeah. <laughs> whichever one that is. Yeah. If you're a man and you have a body. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Exclusively, you don't have to have both, just right. one or the other. Um, but, you know, doing that and giving that, and, and that's something that disc golf is, I mean, it's people are so good in the disc golf community of doing that stuff, giving their time, giving their efforts, giving, you know, and building courses, building communities. And it's so easy to step outside of our own community with these organizations right. to help out. You know, I, I, I've put boxes together and sent them places, you know, and it's, it's nice to do that because of the hundreds of discs you collect over the time where you're playing, a lot of them just end up, you will never touch them again. Mm-hmm. When you, especially if you cycle through 
putters, JP. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot yeah. of times you will never cycle back to a certain right. putter, and you have right. 20 of them. Box them up, send them to a school. Yeah, absolutely. You know? um, so let's get into the legacy side that you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, the player legacy side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how important is that, and who do you think carries some of the biggest carries or the best? Okay. So right now, I mean, you look at legends of the game, you have, for men, it's like Barry Schultz, Climo, women, women Juliana, does uh, Elaine King, mm-hmm. um, who else am I think? I can't think, Val. Valerie. Yeah. yeah. I mean, those, and then Paige. Like, mm-hmm. isn't, so, I mean. I think Kat hangs in there. Oh, she does. But she's yeah. just not as in front of you because of her social media presence. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's one of those things where you look at accolades or what people have achieved, and like you know that's the bright shining thing in your face. It's like okay, world championships, U.S. championships, and then you know maybe like player of the years, and you know that's what you're measured to. You have this measuring stick and what we know these players for. And obviously, the bigger the number, I mean, you look at Tom Brady, it's like seven Super Bowls, five Super Bowl MVPs. Like, right now, that's seen, that's seen as untouchable mm-hmm. for now. Who knows? Like, we're still young enough in the sport where someone could come up and pass those or, pass, you know, touch, get close. Mm-hmm. But um, I heard a really crazy stat today. I was listening to the Nick and Matt show, and one of the questions that they do for factor was it factor um, fiction yeah yeah or no yeah something, something like, that. like that and one of the questions was how what, what what's more tom brady's total career uh touchdowns or round 1040 rounds by paul Macbeth? oh yeah i heard that and paul Macbeth surprisingly had like 610 1040 mm-hmm. rated rounds and that dropped my that dropped my jaw. Like, oh, absolutely. That's like that like that's a stat that's like, you know, you don't think about. It's in the back. But uh-huh. you just you think about it, you're like, holy cow. Yeah. Like oh. amazing. But talk about a legacy. Tom Brady, I heard that too, just re- like I didn't finish the episode yet, but yeah. said that Tom Brady stat or fiction. Oh, stat or fiction, okay. yeah. yeah. Said that Tom Brady had 630 some wins against the Buffalo or 30 touchdowns against Buffalo right it was a I thought they were I think they were talking about wins it was was 30 wins I think it was 33 wins and three losses versus Buffalo and I forgot what the number was it was they were asking if Dez had more NT wins than Tom Brady had wins against the Buffalo Bills I think that's how it went okay and that's that's amazing like 30 NT wins yeah that's incredible. <laughs> and she, you know, and she's rarely brought up as a legacy player. Mm-hmm. When you talk about people that have won a lot, she's rarely brought up, but she was the pioneer. I mean, she's some, like, she only had, what, four outside of the top 10? Yeah, NTs. Ever? Yeah. And all the NTs. <laughs> like, that's, that's incredible. That's incredible. That is incredible. So, talk about the legacy of Climo, the GOAT. Or, you know, put the air quotes up, go. Right. I mean, it's for what he did in the era to reach 11 Mm. (laughs) world titles. I mean, Paul's at five. 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 
I, we don't know how much longer he's going to play. He said he can win seven more. Okay, well, I guess we'll... <laughs> he said if, he can see he can win seven more. If he's that dedicated, yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. But as of right now, you think about the, the competition, the discs at the time, you know, just the way the games evolved now and the athleticism of players. I mean, maybe, maybe there wasn't as much competition. It was a little mm-hmm. easier back in the day. But and technology still, wasn't there. Like, all the excuses yeah, that they... Right. But, I mean, 11. Yeah. <laughs> 11. Like, that's yeah. just unheard of. I mean, it's not unheard of because it happened, but it's, mm-hmm. like, mind-blowing. But, I mean, his last championship was 2004? Yeah. And somewhere in somewhere that Somewhere in there, yeah. So, almost 20 years ago. Or does he have 12? Is there... Does he have so, a he has... Major, or a master's? He has... Goodness, I'm gonna get this wrong. No, he has 12 world championships and 11 U.S. championships. Okay, I think that's. Oh man, I feel bad for messing that up. We're not gonna know. I know it's 12 because I have an 11 time T bird, so I know he has 12 world championships. Mm -hmm. Um, he might, yeah. So, but I think more of what I want to talk about is how Climo's legacy Mm. affects Paul and Ricky. Yeah, because. Paul can't do anything and Ricky can't do anything without and without being compared to Climo. Yeah. What does that do to a person's psyche? Well, I, I mean, if you, like you just alluded to with Paul, he's gung-ho about attaining that record. Like, he's driven. Mm-hmm. I think Rick is young enough right now where he's... I, it's hard if, you know, competing with Paul, they're going to either take championships away from each other or one of them is just going to go on, you know, go on a run and Mm -hmm. that's just going to be that. And yeah, that's going to, it's going to be a hard number to touch. Ricky also, you know, is a little behind on the U S championships. So yeah, that's elusive for him. Yeah. He hasn't gotten one yet. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean that it's it's going to be harder for Rick to catch up. I mean he's still, you know, considered one of the best right now. I think he will go down as one of the best to play. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you know, when numbers talk, where where will he stand? Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's when you talk, like. Brady and Rodgers. So we're from Wisconsin. Yeah. And people are arguing that Rodgers is the best quarterback that's ever played the game. Just look at simple numbers. It's just not the case. Right. And and there's no comparison you can even make to make it close. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that, you know, Rodgers has been in, what, six playoff seasons and has not gotten to the bowl except once. Yeah. You know, or seven, something like that. Something He's only like been that. there once. Yeah. Like, so you, when you look at it, it's the same thing you look at with Macbeth and, you know, Climo. Like, Macbeth's been in a lot of world championships, mm-hmm. and he's approaching almost the same number as Climo. Right. But Climo has 11. Yeah. Or 12, excuse me. Yeah. Um, and our internet is not working right now, so we can't look up the exact numbers. Um, but so I guess when I look at legacy... And I'm, we, we talk about legacy. I think my outside of disc golf, how important are those legacy players? I don't really, right? 
you know, I can't, I can't speak for new players or, you know, people that have been in the game, mm-hmm. you know, a couple of years, but we come from an era where we've seen them play. We've seen Paul and Ricky play now mm-hmm. and we'll see more, you know, up and comers, Eagle, Kyle Klein, Cannonberry, you know, all yep. these other people come forth. So we, we have an idea. We, I mean, go back and watch the early videos, you know, find them YouTube, whatever, mm-hmm. watch them play, watch, you know, these people play. So it's, it's, it's the, it's the debate of Michael Jordan and LeBron. Right. You know, we grew up in an era where Michael Jordan's seen as the go, you know, Mm -hmm. Bill Russell has 11 world championships, Mm -hmm. you know, it's a team sport, you know, obviously things are different there, but you know, some people consider him the goat. you know, for the championships, but the impact Michael Jordan had on the culture, the run he went on with championships, Mm -hmm. It's kind of uncom, you know. It well, and the money the, in the game, right? The sponsorships, the I mean, the um, the impact he had on the game puts him like his legacy puts him above Bill Russell. Yeah, I mean, right, without a doubt. Even though if you probably look stats, just numbers of wins, things like that, mm-hmm. Russell's all over it. Yeah, you know. So, and I think that's the Ken Climo, like you said. Yeah, I, I think that's a great um, comparison between those two because I think Paul Macbeth is doing more for the game than Climo. Now it's, Mm -hmm. it's a different era, just like you said, because it's the converse comparison. Like yes, you, when Climo was in it, it didn't matter what he did. He was never going to push the money that Paul Macbeth did. Mm -hmm. So why would he put that effort to it? He's going to go hang some more drywall. And I'm not saying that because that's what he's a contractor. I mean, that's what, I don't know if he's the contractor, but that's what he does. He Mm -hmm. hangs drywall. So he's going to go hang more drywall for more money. And then he's going to go and play on the weekends. Yep. And then he's going to go back and go to his job and do his thing. Um, And Macbeth never had to do that. He played disc golf. Yeah. And he could focus on it because there was the money there and he didn't have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. So I think Climo's legacy helped influence and shape and support Paul's legacy. I guess, yeah. And I think Paul's legacy is helping shape, influence, and support all the legacies that are going to follow him. Right. And Ricky included. Mm-hmm. So I can see that, yeah. I think just as eras change, players change, you know, they're going to figure out ways to adapt or become better to prolong their name in the game. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I think what people are doing with either their legacy of play or their l- legacy as uh, a disc golfer in general mm-hmm. or as a person, I think is only going to bolster the next generation and the next folks yeah. to come to do that much better. Mm-hmm. And for anyone that thinks that Ricky is any less of a player or any less of a person because he's following in the footsteps of a person that's greater than him, well, or that could be debated that is greater right. than him, yeah. then <clears throat> I, I think you got it wrong. I think you need to step back and take a look at yourself and say, what are the things that he's doing? And, of course, there's always pace setters out there, mm-hmm. and you want to pass them. Yeah. And I think that's what Ricky's doing. He's getting to that next level. So with with pushing that legacy and building that foundation behind Paul, he wants to do it just that much better. Mm-hmm. So, and I think Paul's given him the ability to do that. Right. So it's interesting. You know, we we've talked about um, you know the foundations and like play. 
what about someone like Drew Gibson who's now putting his name out with his mm-hmm. disc line? Like, right. Like that's a different, you know, he's a good player, but now he's going to have that. Or Kale. Kale's even coming out with his own mm-hmm. discs that are being manufactured through Prodigy. So their names are going to be on those discs. They're going to have companies, and then mm-hmm. hopefully they build off that, and that'll cement a different side. Right. Yeah. And I think that goes back, and I think that ties the two worlds we were talking about together, because that goes back to Jay and Des, to mm-hmm. Val, to Climo, to Schultz. They got names on their discs. Yeah. And that's what started that. That's what paved that path. And then, you know, I think most recently, Paul might have been the first one to get his own line mm-hmm. of discs. And then Paige. Yep. And then, you know, Drew. And, you know, and you're starting to see that. Coming. Yeah. Now Ricky. Yeah. James so, Conrad. Yeah. Conrad. People, yeah. yeah. So you're, you're starting to see that happen. And I think that only cements those legacies even more. And I think it's awesome because it's only going to do good things for the sport. Yeah. I think there's a saturation level that because I, I don't know of any other sport that has the person's name on the equipment you use. I th- well, Air Jordans. Well, Jordan, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, there's companies, you know, Nike has signature athletes where they put out signature shoes and things like that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, as far, yeah, I don't know. That's yeah, I mean, is there like a, like a Fowler driver or a, yeah, I, don't, you know. I don't know, like, I'm just trying to think of it. Is there a, are there maybe cleats? I, maybe shoes are the most comparable thing. Yeah. Because, you know, like baseball players have cleats and things like mm-hmm. that. But I'm thinking like, does anyone swing a a pool host bat? Yeah, I don't know. Like it's yeah. Like I know you know like a Louisville Slugger or something. Like when a player has it, they'll get their name engraved on mm-hmm. it or something. But mm-hmm. the closest comparison I think is you know sports specific shoes. It's not like you're going and seeing uh, you know you you got a Spalding or a Wilson basketball, and but you're not. It's not a you know oh this is a Kevin Durant well. No, that's no, not true because I've seen that. Yeah, mm-hmm. so yeah, but it's not or baseball. You're not going to see a baseball with a baseball player's right unless it's you know signed. You know? But that's marketing units. I don't think that is. I think that's still just a bit different with disc golf because disc golf these are production run discs. Yeah, and they have their signature. That's, yeah, you know flights. Yeah. So yeah, I. I don't know. It's it's funny to see that because, like I said, I think there's going to be a saturation point because, honestly, who cares if it has a player's name on it or not unless you're a fan of that player. Mm-hmm. As long as I can find a disc that flies that way, Sexton Firebirds yeah. are a great example because they're color glow Firebirds. Yep. That, I mean, that's that's they're just recycled molds of the color color glow Firebirds. Mm-hmm. So, I you know I I don't know, but. I'm wrong, obviously, because Sexton Firebirds are going for <laughs> bananas in the money right mm-hmm. now. So obviously I'm wrong. But there has to be a saturation point where yeah. people don't care of whose name's disc on it, whose name is on that disc. Um, but to cement the legacy, that's fantastic. Right. Because Sexton's one we didn't even bring up, but yeah. there's definitely a legacy there. Yeah. That's going to hold. Yeah. So, all right. I think that's about it. Where can I they find so. you, JP? One night dot owl on Instagram.
And you can find us at www.doordisc.com. That's where our retail store is located. You can find most information about us. Um, Instagram is door underscore disc underscore golf. And on um, Facebook, it is door disc golf store. I think that's it. Okay. All right. Keep us up par. Peace.